When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get ready for your first round of golf of the year at the 32nd Annual 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 24th through Sunday, February 26th. This year's show includes free lessons from the PGA professionals, thousands of name brand golf apparel items, discounted especially for the show, and your chance to sink a putt for $100,000. Plus so much more. Tickets and more information at minnesotagolfshow.com. All right, Pat, do you uh, do you trust it this time? Tom Brady put a selfie video out on some beach, I don't know. Was it in Florida or California? I couldn't really tell. But uh, he said, all right, I'm not going to draw this out. It was, a, it was a whole thing last year. I am retiring. I'm not going to do a big, long emotional speech. I already burned that one last year. <laughs> he, was, he was very self-aware in the video, but he did announce his retirement this morning. So are you, are you yeah, buying it? I, I really do believe this is it because the season, well, he wasn't that good. I think he realizes that his image can only get worse, right? <laughs> it, you know, the, the, the old recency bias would be, ah, you know, he stayed way too long. I bet he wishes he'd gone out you know taking his own advice last year and not played because he was not nearly the same quarterback with of course the team wasn't that good either but uh you know it is astounding career it's amazing uh, we, in, in the modern game now where all the quarterbacks are first round draft choices right i mean yeah. first or second round draft choices this guy was i remember my uh my dear friend ronnie borges uh, before that playoff game, when Drew Bledsoe was healthy again, savaging Tom Brady, uh, Belichick for not going back to Bledsoe and playing this, you know, this under talented, <laughs> under athletic uh, guy to uh, for the I think he was writing for the Herald then, and maybe the Globe, and uh, you know, <laughs> and then he, you know, goes to the Super Bowl, and he's uh, it's it's phenomenal huh? what he what he's done with the ability to see all, know where he wanted the ball, and make about two right steps in the pocket, all right? He always, to me, the great thing about him was he didn't have to run away from trouble. He just made a step here, a step there, wherever. Wherever the step would avoid getting killed, and, of course, got rid of the ball very quickly. But it's, you know, people like, there's some things they don't like about him, but, uh uh, it's a phenomenal career, un- unbelievable. One of the, one of the great, well, the, probably the greatest winner in the history of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering, you know, this isn't Bart Starr in a fourteen-team league or a twelve-team league. You know, this is a thirty-team league. 
32 team league that he's winning Super Bowls with. And uh, it's, uh, and he's, and he never was, he never was thrown to the, yeah, he got the tight end later in his career, but he was never thrown to the best collection of receivers in the league either. I mean, there was times when they had defensive backs as his, you know, receivers and uh, it, it, it's phenomenal. The, uh, the, the players he won with is, is pretty amazing. He came in too, and it's you know so long ago that people forget he he, he was not just a six round pick, Pat. He was doughy. He was like he he was never a guy that that you said you know what I think he's got a, a chance now. Oh, um, and, and then he like turned himself into this bleeping specimen. Like his career <laughs> track is one of the yeah. weirdest things because it's not like okay here's this motivated guy. I'm sure he was, but there was just a lot about him where, where you said, okay, you know, he's sort of a fat kid or something like that. He, he, he might be okay. How many games did he start at Michigan? The only reason he started at Michigan at all was guys got hurt, right? And uh, whoever, you know, they're more athletic quarterbacks there got hurt. I have to go. I can't did he split refresh. some time there with like, was it with Drew Henson? Yeah, maybe something like yeah. I think it was Drew. Drew Hansen was going to be God, and then he went and yeah. signed a baseball contract. Didn't he leave like after his junior year or something to sign a baseball contract? That sounds right. Drew Hansen, and then tried to then he couldn't hit, and so he came back and tried to play football. But yeah, you're right. Drew Hansen was the athlete and the the big recruit, and Brady was just there. And uh, yeah, it, it is an amazing thing. And I know people like to joke about the Browerville connection. But uh, it is uh, pretty funny that, uh, you know, the he's got an uncle up there that's hilarious, I can guarantee you. Uh, <laughs> he's the uncle. Uh, he's the famous joke that Tom Brady's father was going to be a priest. And then I've told this before, but it's what he told me was going to be a priest. And then he dropped out of the priesthood and he was selling encyclopedias or no pot. You remember when they they women who thought they might get married someday would buy their own sets of pots and pans. That was a big, that was a big thing. They door door salesmen trying to sell single women. So this guy will marry you if you got your own pots and pans or something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> so that's what, he, that's what hooked me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he came to the, he came to the door with her and another good looking stewardess that she, uh, you know, stewardess, there's a, I'm calling them stewardesses because this was the 1960s or 70s. And uh, and he met her there, and he started dating her. But the uncle always said uh, he was going to be a priest, but my uh, sister got him out of the habit. So, uh, <laughs> oh, God. which drove his drove his wife drove the uncle's wife crazy when he told that uh, kind of Catholic joke there. So anyway, uh, well, I mean, it was it was uh, it was an amazing career, incredible. I think the, uh, the 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 saddest person this morning or people might be Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch after uh, surveying the wreckage of their quarterback situation again coming close again NFC Championship game there were some rumblings the, the last couple of days that all right Tom Brady one last ride in San Francisco family in the Bay Area mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to jump on if you want to jump on the reckless speculation bandwagon we've got Kirk sent to San Francisco here, waving his no trade clause in the next two months, Pat. Uh, why? Uh, I mean, they, Lance is going to be healthy. They gave up all those number one draft choices for him. I don't think they've seen enough of him to say he can't do it. Kenny, uh, why would they, uh, why would they break the bank for a, any of these guys? 
they can bring back Garoppolo for 12 or something instead of bring in Kirky for 30. So uh, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because Garoppolo is not going to get a great big contract from anybody. They can bring him back as the alternative. And you got Brock Purdy. So I, well, I Brock Purdy, that, Brock Purdy's think, not going to be ready till July because he's having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, yeah saying, but what I'm so. saying is Lance, will, they'll, they'll be where they were last year, saying Trey Lance is going to be our quarterback. That's what they're going to If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I am done with all of these clowns. I'm done with the seventh-round pick that gets hurt in his sixth game. I'm done with Trey Lance, who can't throw an accurate pass. And I'm done with Jimmy Garoppolo because we've already tried that for five years. Why do you want a guy who throws three-yard pass when it's uh, when the I game's don't. on the line? I, yeah. I don't. He but, is not but Kyle Shanahan for... is on the record saying oh, how much he God. loves Yes, because Kirk he Cousins. used to coach him. You're not going to say, I thought he was an idiot and a dog and you could never win with him. And they, <laughs> of course he's going to say, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. They, I mean, know. he had said he was in mourning because they didn't land him in San Francisco five years ago. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I no make the chance. phone call, Pat. 100% chance that uh, who are you going to get in the return? Uh, you got to have somebody play. You know, yeah, you figure that out. You're it's, really you. You agitated the Kirkies on Twitter again a couple of days. ago. It's not that hard. That. <laughs> no, they're, no, yeah, they're they laid how, how about the guy who? How about the guy who wanted to compare uh, some uh, Daniel Jones throwing a under the sticks in like the first period, first quarter of a game to Kirk? How come nobody blamed Daniel Jones? For well, they did. They did the Burrow thing too. A Burrow. Burrow got sacked at the end of the game. There's a yeah. lot of ways to, to come up short of a Super Bowl. Okay, guy. Okay. So the Kirkies wouldn't trade Kirky for Joe Burrow? I don't know about that. They might, I think I, they I might think not. I, I think I'd trade Joe Burrow. I'd trade anybody in the world for Joe Burrow. Anybody. I would give them Justin Jefferson and Kirky and their choice of five other guys if they would give me Joe Burrow. So, awesome. yeah. Mike I, Lynn like trade. Hey Pat, yeah. the thing, but the thing. Yeah, so, so the most interesting thing about the Kirk conundrum situation is this, because we don't often cross this one. It is very clear that Kirk has a loyal fan base that doesn't give a damn about the Vikings. So it's this yeah. very weird. Like ordinarily, it's like, well, I love KG because I love the Timberwolves, right? Yes. With with Kirk, that's not the thing. They don't care. The Vikings could fold tomorrow as long as Kirk lands a job in the National Football League. That's who they care about. So it's this very weird thing. They never really defend the Vikings. They just want to defend Kirk. Because he's a right-wing anti-vaxxer. That's your crowd right there. That's about 80% of it. It's political more than anything. That's Everything's political now, and that's that's my theory. And uh, that. That's where they come. That's where the real hardcore. I mean, there's some of them that are analytical guys that think they know more about football than anybody else. But a good share of the suddenly he was more popular than ever during last year's losing season that people all of a sudden loved him because he was an anti-vaxxer. That's why. What do you think if they if they keep pushing forward with him? Because there's a good chance they could extend him for two. Why not just play him? Let him walk. What the, I mean, you, you could have said that the last three years, well, and they have. Yeah, not but done. I mean, he can play. He might want out then. But he he well, might want the, out then. Yeah. So what? So that's where. Oh, like then we, then we can make there. a phone call to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. 
What? So what if he wants out? He can't demand it. What? What good does it do? You think he's going to walk away from his contract? And well, he's somehow, not, somebody he, would. He, some somebody yeah, would. But, somebody but would pick I'm up a year. Is, if he if he if he wanted if he wanted out, so what? He still has to go and play the best he possibly can for you next year. If if he thinks he's going to go get a big contract after, he can't come off a rotten year and say, you know, I'm I'm going to pout all year and play for crap, and then I'm going to go on the free agent market age 35 or whatever it is. You make twelve dollars. You just let him play. Who cares? I think we, we've we've gone down the path here where we've basically decided there's a chance Kirk might hold out in training camp. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Kirk is not old now. Kirk is, no, he's not. Kirk is just fine. And, uh, you know, let's, he's 34 now, isn't he? 34? It'll, be thir- it's, it'll be his age 35 season, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, I mean, he's got to play well, whether you keep him on. Of course, I suppose the people say, well, then you let him go for, you know, you don't get anything in return. And, you know, the people, what do people think they could get? A one? A one and I think a we've talked. I think we've talked Pat into our uh, into our theory here. All the reasons why you call. No, San no, Francisco. but I mean, who would you know who who might take him? Well, someone gave uh, a third round pick for Matt Ryan last year. The Colts did, right? I mean, yeah, teams I are teams yeah, are desperate. Bad, you know, I don't think we knew how bad Matt Ryan was getting, did we? When he didn't he Atlanta had gotten bad, so it was hard to tell whether it was a quarterback's fault or not. But uh, yeah, isn't there some? sitting around now looking and saying, okay, Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl. But Tom Brady is a different animal than the rest of these guys. Uh, Russell Wilson, they gave up the farm for him at 35. He can't play. Uh, Isn't there some thought here that when they get to be the mid-30s, maybe you don't want them? Roger, do you want to give up much for Rodgers at age 40, for God's sakes? I don't think so. Correct. He didn't play good last year. He played bad. Yeah. He's coming off a bad year. Why would you think that you would want to lower, you know, if, if the Packers can get rid of his contract, they should take a seventh rounder for him to get rid of him. So, I conditional, mean, hey, Pat, conditional one, conditional one for Kirk that if he does, if he doesn't reach certain statistics or a playoff berth becomes a two. Well, uh, does San Francisco have ones left? They they, 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 they don't. <laughs> they yeah, have, they they don't have any ones or twos. So yes. we got to figure that and out. And what <laughs> I get a kick out of is Denver's got to give the Saints some draft choice. They don't have any left. They gave them all up for Russell Wilson. So well, uh, well that's another guy. Like, like he was when they traded for him, he was entering his age thirty four. Tom, you're right. Tom Brady has completely warped yes. what we all think. Well, he's only. Russell Wilson's only 34. You know, oh, Matt Ryan's God, he's only 37. He's got 80. No, he doesn't. They don't have – this is a this is a different animal. This is uh, – I don't know. What what baseball player am I thinking of that was still good at 40? Of course, there was – Nelson Cruz or something. Yeah. 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 Now he is. Yeah, but now he won't yeah. run away. But, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that uh, – I, I, don't think there's any Kirk emergency here. Just let him play. What the hell? It's, it's like, you know, it's like D'Lo. I wouldn't, you know, if they just let D'Lo play to the, if they don't trade him and just let him play to the end of the season, who cares? See you later. We don't have any draft choices anyway. Why do we care? Well, that's a, yeah, that's a whole, I mean, D'Lo's <laughs> been one of their, D'Lo's playing, he had a bad game last game, but he's played probably the best Shooting basketball of his career well. the last six or seven weeks. You know what? 
It's the motivation of being a free agent. That's what it is. is. That's a very, that could be Kirk next year playing his arse off because he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything wrong with the letting guy. Excuse me, but. Oh, oh, Harry. oh boy. <laughs> two days in a row. I should have shown you how to mute that. The, the tech guy let you down. Oh, the head of IT for Score North. Yeah, I had to trouble. sneeze during that. I had to sneeze during Unchained too. I don't know what's wrong. You almost there. made it. You I were did. like in the. It, it, it was kinda, like in the last ten seconds. Shot clock is going down. You kind of, kind of, kind of dribbled the air out of the ball at the end there, Pat. Like you had the show wrapped up about sixty seconds before, and then you kept going. You kept going. I think you could have got away with that sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so, so yesterday I went up to see Mike Sertich. Mike's got pancreatic cancer, the former uh, oh. UMD coach, and he's taking treatments once a week, and he looks a little wane, but an interesting cat. But he lives kind of out in the woods near Eveleth, and he and a buddy of his. So I stopped at the convenience store at 11 a.m. on my, I got to pick up, I figured he wouldn't have my Diet Cokes for me, so I got a couple <laughs> of Diet Cokes. And it was eight below, and I said, nice spring day you're having here, ma'am. And she said, well, it is, because it was 22 below last night. Wow. <laughs> how do they live up there in that range, man? Wow. I don't know. I don't know how you – 22 below, that is not good. That's aggressive. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, That's it aggressive. Melt. Anyway. Remember, remember uh, so we had the Super Bowl, was it five years ago now? Yes. And then, and then exactly one year later, the week of the Super Bowl – it was in Atlanta the following year, uh-huh. and I believe that was the week where the wind chills in Minneapolis got oh. like minus fifty two, minus fifty five. Wondering, man, if could you imagine? It was cold enough during the Super Bowl. Could well, you imagine having all this? It's not coming in back anyway. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I looked up the date of the game, the famous game that I went up there. I wrote one of my great leads ever, and, uh, January nineteenth, nineteen eighty five. I didn't think it was that long ago, but. The Super Bowl was in San Francisco. I mean, it was in Stanford, but all the stuff was in San Francisco. And I wrote about how the boss called me in and told me that he was sending me to a big event at a town with a hill next to a big, you know, a town on a hill with a next to a big body of water and a famous bridge. And I was thought I was going to San Francisco, and I ended up in Duluth for the Gopher hockey game. Gophers Duluth hockey game. That's when UMD was, you know, really good. The Gophers were really good. It was a great rivalry. But that night, and I confirmed this by looking. You can look back at the old weather. The wind chill was 110 below on Friday Holy night. What? what? 110 below. There was, and I looked it up. It was 30 below, and the wind was blowing 25 off the lake, and. <laughs> People were, including me, after the second period. But people, half the crowd went out to the parking lot to start their car between periods. So you know, the old we used to do that as Minnesotans. We figured we'd run it for fifteen minutes, and then it'd still be warm two hours later. Hundred and ten below. That is insane. Yes. Now I will say this: they they have since then they have changed the measurement of wind chills. Yes, they call it something else. Feels and like I, yeah, and I remember when I because I when I was a kid it got down to ninety below one day and I thought my God it's never that that bad now and then I read up on it and yeah. they've actually changed how they do it so it, it yes. wouldn't be ninety below now so it's, it's kind of like how we used to we used to measure home runs like oh that looks like it was about <laughs> six hundred fifteen <laughs> <Yeah>. feet <laughs> that Ogilvy longest home run in Metrodome history no it's maybe, not maybe we don't know whether we guessed you know. <laughs> 
Well, I remember Tom Me. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Tom would estimate him, right? And Tom, I think Tom's the one that came up with Ogilvy. Yeah. And then Kirby Herbie hit one up there, and almost the same place that he. Tom wouldn't give him like, why not call it 483 and let Herbie say he's got the longest one ever. We were all saying, Tom, give him the three feet here. Come on, let's go. Make <laughs> so it how was he, how, he was just eyeballing it? No. Yeah, he just looked, and then there was somebody had a chart. Somebody yeah, had a chart. Graph. But what didn't come into play was angle. You know, is it right. is it going like this or is it going like this? You know, and I think they now, don't they estimate it then? You know, they, they got by that obviously the um the computer is a little more accurate than tom was yeah they'll give you the the exit velocity and the launch angle with the wind and all this stuff yeah you recall the mcguire home run it was a sunday night game against the a's it it's the longest one i saw i think it was off of what was it frankie rodriguez that went halfway up the left field and they estimated at the met that would that would have been sort of akin to where killebrew hit his longest home runs so I don't know how they screwed up the measurement. It was a mammoth jack. I think Kirby had already had his. Was that was that eighty five? When was when did they have Frankie here? No, Kirby was still playing. I Frankie was like ninety six, ninety seven. It was right before that. Was right before McGuire got traded to the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure. So I think Kirby had already, you know, but we hadn't officially said he wasn't going to play again or anything. But I remember the day after that home run, McGuire hit. Kirby went up. They were stretching out in left field, and Kirby. I was there early, and Kirby went upstairs to where the ball landed, you know, near the ball, and he's yelling, "Frankie, Frankie, you look like bleeping ants down there." With one eye, he went and found this, found an estimate of the thing just to agitate Frankie. <laughs> you look like ants down there, Frankie. Amazing, amazing. You know, the guys that, you know, all the old pitchers you talk to, though, at least back when they had a sense of humor, would always remember the biggest bomb they ever gave up. We had a guy named Ray Corbin who could give up some monsters. And if he gave up a monster, you'd go, where, where's that Ray Corbin? Where, 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 where's that Ray? Ray? And I, well, I'd say it's about third. And then he'd go through the other monster home runs that he'd give it up. You know, there's some pride in giving up a monster home run. There, there should be, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so, we'll keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on NFL Vikings news. We'll see if we'll see if uh, the Vikings get a defensive coordinator before the end of the week, and we'll we'll catch. What are they waiting tomorrow. for to see if Brian Flores becomes the head coach in Arizona? Otherwise, they're going to hire him. Is that what the speculation is? I think that would be a really good hire, Flores. I mm-hmm. think he's a pretty sharp dude. He might be a one and done guy if he's you know close to getting a yeah. head coaching job, but he would probably come in and help. Now, when the they go six and eleven, he won't. He won't get a job. That's uh, after all they the trade Kirk to the Forty Nine ers The luck <laughs> started to change in the Giants game, but they still owe the gods about five games next year. Don't they what do. you say? They owe the gods five. They're going to be they're going to be a better team next year and go six and eleven. That's my prediction. <laughs> yeah. The gods are saying, no, 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 we don't do that for you two years in a row, boys. <laughs> you don't win in the fourth quarter 11 times. That yes. ain't happening. So. Find a way to push back against the uh, the football gods. <laughs> yes. All, All right, right, Pat. We'll yes, catch you, uh, catch you tomorrow. That's uh, wrapping with Roycey. All of Roycey's commentary, part of the Roycey Unchained podcast feed. We'll see you guys over on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily.